Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to it. What is this headline from the Wall Street Journal that I'm seeing here? I just got it before the show. And it says here, the baby formula, could it be getting worse? How is it possible with such people in charge? All of the glorious people uh, who are from academia and, uh, and from governance, and they aren't able to solve the problem of baby formula, even with the great Pete Boot Edge Edge, who's our transportation secretary, who is in charge of transportation in this country, even though he's never had a job in transportation before, because it's all about political payback and not competence. But uh, apparently, according to some around the country, including Keith Milligan, the controller of Piggly Wiggly stores in Georgia and Alabama, Love me some Piggly Wiggly, by the way, particularly on the East Coast. When you go down the East Coast near North Carolina, they have their own peanut butter machines. You can make your own peanut butter. I literally, I was like Homer Simpson in a soft serve machine. I was like, just, just start it. Open my mouth. I'm just going to eat some. Anyway, uh, so he said that uh, his stores are only carrying about five out of uh, 30 products it normally carries. He says the situation hasn't improved at all. How is it possible? With these geniuses in charge and a president that garnered 80-plus million votes. I just don't get it. How could the most popular elected president in the history of the United States, someone who had such a mandate with the sheer number of dead people, I mean, the, the voters, Democrats, I said, I said dead instead of Democrats. They're so close, dead and Democrats. So many dead, I mean, Democrats voting for uh, Joe Biden. How is it possible that such things could happen? I just, I'm, 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 I'm perplexed. I'm a little perplexed. And, and there's a lot of news on the table today, including the, uh, the story about the 10-year-old girl who was uh, raped and then transported across state lines for her abortion. Well, the story's true. But it gets really sick after that. And I'm talking about, you know, not the, the act, of course, you're God in heaven. But it looks like your Democrat Party and the mainstream media might have sat on the story. Because they wanted to sit on the story to make it, almost weaponize it, against those who would uh, be happy about Roe v. Wade going away. I know, I'm as shocked as you are. And, and when I tell you some t- statistics about young girls getting raped, you're going to discover that this story is not an anomaly. And dear God in heaven, it's not all that uncommon. But they took this story, they cherry-picked this story to go after people who were happy about Roe v. Wade being dismissed. Yeah. That's what they used it for. And then, and then they didn't make a big deal out of it because um, the guy's an illegal alien. I know I shouldn't say illegal alien of a rapist of a child. I shouldn't say something so derogatory derogatory of someone who would rape a 10-year-old at the time nine, call them an illegal alien. Dear God in heaven, I should be removed from the airwaves for calling a child rapist an illegal alien. Don't you know he's an undocumented immigrant? And I believe that Donald Trump said some of the people coming across the border might be criminal, including maybe some rapists. But what did the mainstream media say? They said that Donald Trump says everybody who comes across the border is a rapist. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Oh, oh, AOC, who is, uh, you know, just not terribly bright. I wouldn't expect the cure from cancer or anything to come out of her mouth. Uh, But uh, she is 
accidentally saying that somebody told the Capitol Police to let people in on January the 6th. (laughs) Yes, 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 I know. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, well, you know, they're going to do, they're going to say that uh, Donald Trump ordered the Capitol Police to let people in. Well, no, no, that's that's not under his jurisdiction. That's Nancy Pelosi. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, I don't know if you know about this, hadn't said anything about January the 6th, really, other than it's Donald Trump's fault. So we got all of that happening today. We've got a couple special guests today. There's a guy in uh, in Maryland. I, I moved from Maryland in about 2015, my family and I. And uh, I love me some Maryland. But for my children's sake, I'm so glad I'm not there. Because they would have had to gone through all this nonsense in Maryland with regard to school closings and indoctrination in schools. It still goes on. It's much worse than when my kids were in Montgomery uh, County schools. My son was a, an eighth grader when we got him out of there and moved to the Midwest. And my daughter was like in the third grade when she moved uh, with me to the Midwest from Maryland. And I'm glad they missed all of that because they would have been subject to all of this school closure, all of this indoctrination, all of this nonsense. And we have gubernatorial candidate from the state of Maryland, Dan Cox. He is a member of the uh, Maryland General Asylum. That's what we call it because they're so bat guano crazy in the state of Maryland. I mean, they're nuts. Nuts, nuts in Maryland. And if Dan becomes the uh, governor, you know, I might consider moving back. I, I, you know, I mean, property values are already kind of going down. It's, I'm not going to hurt anything. <laughs> and then we got Philip Klein. He's the director of the Amistad Project. And he's going to be talking to us about, uh, oh, the Wisconsin ruling that's uh, getting rid of dra- ballot drop boxes in the Florida election integrity bill, among other things. Oh, yeah, and Dan Cox, by the way, he went to Philadelphia for the election uh, on, uh, in 2020, and he witnessed all of the chicanery himself as a lawyer. So uh, all of that is uh, is coming up on the show. It's a, it's a jam-packed show, kids. It is a jam-packed show. And uh, despite what the President of the United States, uh, Joe Biden, said yesterday, and he is convinced that everybody wants him to run again, uh, 18% is the number. 18% is the number that uh, want Joe Biden to run for president again. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, uh, 18% of Americans say Joe Biden should run for re-election in 2024. That's all. Now, Joe Biden yesterday, he screamed to reporters and he said that, no, 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 that's, uh, I, I, of course, uh, you know, I'm getting much more. Here's what he said, actually, outside of, uh, outside of uh, the Capitol. Mr. President. Or outside of the White House. What's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they Read don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again. No, wait, 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 wait. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. Hold on. I think he said something different here. Hold on. Listen to this real quick here. Same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. He said 92% of Democrats, if I ran. I think is what he said. I ran. I think he's saying that 92% of Democrats in Iran would vote for him. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. Yeah, the 92 uh, Democrats of Iran, Iran as we used to call it, would vote for him, I guess. So he says hit the road, man. You guys are all the same. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Joe. Don't you come back no more. That's Jim Gossett. Read the polls, Jack. The Dems don't want you back, you back, you back, you back. Read the polls, Jack. It's over and that's a fact. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, don't you know you're done? Even Dem- 
Democrats don't want you to run. Stick a fork at the polls are telling Joe. He needs to pack his bags and go. Hit the road, Joe, before you're shown the door, the door, the door, the door. Hit the road, Joe, don't you come back no more. No more. You pulled out a number 92%, want you to run again for president. Ha. That's a lie and you know so. Yeah. Time to face the truth, sleepy Joe. Get back, Jack. You got a son on crack, on crack, on crack, <laughs> on crack. Read the bowl, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Jim Gusset. Don't you come back no more. Two S's, two T's. Don't you come back and that is, of course, uh, JimGussettComedy.com. Uh, Jim Gusset threw that together for us the, uh, this morning on the show. And, by the way, if you want to hear uh, some of his comedy, more of his comedy, my show, including great guests like yesterday, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the podcast is called The Rob Carson Show Podcast, the entire show. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com. And uh, look up podcasts or newsmaxtv.com slash podcast. 18% of Americans say Joe Biden should run for re-election. According to the latest Yahoo! YouGov poll, the uh, lowest number to date, nearly two-thirds said he should bow out. And for the first time, more Democrats now say Biden should pass uh, on a second term. 41% uh, than he said would pursue one, which is 35%. So clearly, um, the, uh, stir, the that little plastic thermometer in the turkey, which is going to cost about, well, I don't know, $800 this year, uh, that little turkey thermometer, stick it out. Boop, it's done. It's done. And the next thing is going to be the whole 25th Amendment thing. And something that I mentioned and said that it would be the reasonable thing to very, uh, I don't know, di- a dignified way of acknowledging issues that the president is having that many Americans who are 79 years old, uh, most Americans 79 years old, have never had a brain surgery where they open up your head and all that stuff. And that you know can contribute, can contribute to stuff. But that's going to be next. It's going to be this kind of, uh, I don't know, what uh, I think, and then, well, I'll just offer suggestions. What you should do is, uh, you know, let him put a lid on a day on, like, on a Friday at 1 o'clock. And then uh, over the weekend, report, you know, what's, what's going on. So that way there's not as much media attention. You do that with other stories that are important, you know, like, I don't know, story of an illegal alien raping a 10-year-old. Usually you do that early in the week. But if you, if you put something, you know. Uh, well, it doesn't involve the illegal. It's just a, you know, just used for Roe v. Wade. You put that in early in the week. Then uh, the fact, I- I- illegal alien, that would come out on Friday, normally, normally. But the, some journalists actually found out about this. But anyway, just, just go through that. And then on Monday, just say, uh, you know, that the president of the United States has decided to step aside, uh, citing health concerns. And hold on a second. This is hard for me to say. Hold on. No, 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 no. I got this. I got this. It's just like Fonzie when he tried to say, tell Pinky Cascadero that he loved her. He couldn't do it. Uh, Hold on. Joe Biden, uh, in a statement from uh, Karim Jean-Pierre, would say that a health concerns, he's signing aside. And hold on. Kamala Harris would be president. Oh, God. That was tough. That was like, that was like a forced verbal pregnancy. Just had to push that one out. Uh, anyway, um, uh, so yeah, Kamala Harris would be the president of the United States. 
And, of course, the election would show, and all the Republicans say, take over, and she'd be a lame duck. I mean, she's lame anyway, so you got half of it already there. And, you know, the whole deal. So that's, that's, that's what's next, I think. I think, you know, I could be wrong, but I'm usually right. So this whole thing about common sense, life experience, and research, it kind of works sometimes when you actually do your... Uh, your research. All right, so uh, your calls are welcome here at 800-922-6680. On the way, we're going to share some audio about the arrest made in the rape of an Ohio girl that led to the Indiana abortion uh, story drawing international attention, conveniently used to go after those who would oppose Roe v. Wade after Roe v. Wade was rejected by the Supreme Court. All of that is coming up. There was a cover-up, kids. I know, hard to believe. This is The Rob Carson Show. Great. Follow Rob Carson on social media. Go to Truth Social Getter, Facebook and Twitter at Rob Carson Show. Remember this song? It's not on the radio anymore. Yeah, the Genesis did this back in the, uh, what, about 1989. It's no fun being an illegal alien. You can't say that about, uh, about uh, um, what are they, uh, what's the word, this month. It's um, uh, migrants, you know, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> but Genesis, they, uh, they did a song called uh, It's No Fun Being an Illegal Alien. You used to be able to call lawbreakers, you know, what they are, but not, uh, not anymore. So the big story yesterday was that a Columbus man has been charged with impregnating a 10-year-old Ohio girl who traveled to Indiana unnecessarily to seek an abortion because the media and the Democrat Party needed the narrative. Uh, that led to an international attention following the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and uh, activation of Ohio's abortion law. It's almost like they sat on the story. Kind of weird uh, how that happened. Gerson Fuentes, 27, whose last known address was uh, an apartment on Columbus Northwest Side, was arrested Tuesday after police say he confessed to raping the child on at least two occasions. He's since been charged with rape, a felony of the first degree in Ohio. Columbus police were made aware of the girl's pregnancy through a referral by Franklin County Children's Services that was made by her mother on June 22nd, by the way. She traveled to get the abortion on June 30th. So that had already been done. All right, today is July the 14th. Hey, happy Bastille, everybody. It's happy Bastille Day. It's a French Independence Day. You know, it's kind of like what, you know, we got some similarities between the, the, the French Revolution and us right now with the bourgeois and the proletariat and the, and the whole uh, Bastille thing in Washington, D.C. with January 6th protesters. But other than that... No similarities. Uh, anyway, um, Hune, uh, uh, Jeffrey Hune, detective, said that uh, the DNA from the uh, clinic in Indianapolis being tested against samples from Fuentes as well as the child's siblings to confirm uh, contribution to the aborted fetus. Um, and by the way, Fuentes, Gerson Fuentes, uh, believed to be undocumented, which means an illegal alien. Uh, they said a $2 million Fuentes who's uh, being held in the Franklin County Jail. 
Uh, the Indianapolis Star, a Gannett sister paper of the Dispatch, first reported earlier this month that a 10-year-old rape victim traveled from Ohio to, uh, to uh, Indiana for abortion, ser- abortion services after most abortions became illegal in her home state. The, uh, the account was attributed to Dr. Caitlin Bernard, an Indianapolis physician who works uh, provides abortion services to underage girls. She has two underage girls. Uh, that's in the record. It's it's been proven there are like eight abortion doctors in the state that have performed underage abortions and not reported them. Thought you should know. In recent days, some abortion opponents, Republican politicians, and news outlets had criticized the story as unproven. I I was uh, doubting it. You know why? Because um, the mainstream media lies about everything. So you really just don't know what to believe anymore. And then they're like, well, we told you. You should have believed us, even though we lie about everything else. You should have believed us. Way to go. They tried to pen this on us, which is ridiculous. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Attorney General Dave Yost was questioned about the validity. I I shared some of his audio yesterday. Uh, Here is uh, Dave Yost, the AG. He had no clue that this happened as of like the night before last. Had no idea because he heard nothing about it. And we work closely with the, we have a decentralized law enforcement system in Ohio. Um, But we have regular contact with prosecutors and local police and sheriffs. Not a whisper anywhere. Something maybe even more telling, Jesse, is my office runs the state crime lab. Any case like this, you're going to have a rape kit. You're going to have biological evidence. And you would be looking for DNA uh, analysis, which we do most of the DNA analysis in Ohio. There is no case request for analysis. There was no uh, case request at all. It's almost like they... um kind of sat on the story until it was uh, until it was useful here's a little bit more from the ag that's correct um now the doctor in indiana isn't in our jurisdiction obviously we don't know who the originating doctor in ohio was if they even exist but the bottom line is uh, it is a crime if you're a mandated reporter to fail to report it's also the fact that in ohio uh, the rape of a 10-year-old means life in prison. Yeah, there is I know that. our prosecutors and cops in this state. There's not one of them that wouldn't be turning over every rock in their jurisdiction if they had the slightest hint. Now, by the way, is- this, uh, this rape took place after Roe v. Wade was rescinded. Roe v. Wade was rescinded, I believe, on the 24th of June. Uh, the attack happened uh, on the 22nd of June, and uh, she went to get the uh, abortion on June 30th. And it looks like the media may have sat on the story until it was convenient, until they can make the most out of it, despite the fact that these crimes uh, apparently happen a lot. 2020, there are 52 abortions in children 15 or younger in Ohio, accounting for 0.3% of the 20,000 abortions performed during that year, meaning about 94% were just birth control, which is the same way with nationally. A little bit higher in inner, city, inner cities with people of color. But don't let Planned Parenthood tell you about that. Uh, anyway, uh, the health department shows there were 63 such procedures in 2019, 54, 2018, 61, 2017, 76 in 2016. Not uncommon. Just this time used for political purposes. I will share more on that from uh, Victor Davis Hanson coming up in just a second. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
It is a uh, Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Coming up next hour, uh, a gubernatorial candidate from the state of Maryland, Dan Cox, who's under assault by uh, some outside money by her uh, uh, Republican opponent for the primary, uh, whose last name is Schultz. It's kind of weird because the, the, uh, the, the governor of Maryland's name is Hogan. So now you got Schultz running. And presumably LeBeau might be put in part of uh, the, maybe the food programs, maybe the SNAP programs in uh, the state of Maryland. And then uh, maybe Colonel Clink could be put in charge of the prison system in the state of Maryland if uh, Kelly Schultz. But anyway, we'll talk to Dan Cox next hour about uh, what it's like running. He's been a member of the Maryland General Asylum for a while. And Maryland is uh, a mess uh, has been a mess forever. Certainly, uh, Baltimore is a mess as far as crime is concerned. You can blame that on more Democrats. But uh, hopefully, uh, Dan Cox will end up being the uh, governor of the state of Maryland, won't be a rhino like uh, Larry Hogan. And again, that's another reason I'm, I'm glad that I moved out of Maryland when I did. Not saying I would never live in Maryland again, but not under the rule of a Democrat governor or Larry Hogan, because honestly, they've uh, they've done a terrible job. So a Ten-year-old girl at the time, nine years old, was uh, raped in the state of Ohio, had to go to Indiana to get the abortion. The rape happened on June 22nd, reported to, uh, I guess, reported on uh, the news day before, well, yesterday. So so that's um, about three weeks, I guess, right? Three, Three weeks or so since it happened, and just yesterday it was reported on. It's like Democrats almost um, sat on it until they needed it. And I believe yesterday, didn't they start some new uh, abortion hearings on Capitol Hill? They did. They had a woman yesterday on Capitol Hill talking about how uh, uh, she, she said that abortion was an act of self-love. I'm thinking if you would have practiced uh, an act of self-love, you wouldn't have gotten pregnant. But anyway, I've been sitting on that line, you know, like like the... The the, uh, the Democrats have sat on that story. I've been sitting on that line for about 10 minutes. Last night, Tucker Carlson had Victor Davis Hanson on to talk about the, uh, the uh, unusual placement of this story and the possibility that maybe Democrats and the, the media are using a 10-year-old rape victim. Yeah, it sounds like they are. So the obvious headline here was not about abortion. It was about the crime committed against a child. Who raped a 10-year-old? That was our first question. Nobody seemed interested at all in learning who this person was. And maybe there was a reason for that. In fact, there was another moral to the story. What what, what was that, Tucker? I don't know. Apparently, the rapist was an illegal alien. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back up the tape a little bit there. What? Another moral to the story. Apparently, the rapist was an illegal alien. Huh. That's kind of weird because Joe Biden has opened our southern border wholesale to millions of illegal aliens. That's weird how that happens. The Columbus Dispatch is reporting tonight that a 27-year-old called Gershon Fuentes has confessed to raping the 10-year-old child on multiple occasions. Victor Davis Hansen is a senior fellow with the Hoover Institution. We and we're happy to have him join us tonight. Here comes the big guns. Professor, thanks so much for coming on. So Here. what do you take from this story? Well, it's a tragic story, Tucker, but it it gets more mysterious every day because... I believe that at one point Joe Biden says every abortion was a tragedy. That happened years ago. He doesn't feel that way now. Apparently, this 
terrible, horrendous act was reported on the 22nd or thereabouts in June. Huh. And here we are on July 13th, 14th, and we're only now learning about who did this. In other words, this perpetrator apparently was not charged or arraigned, and yet people knew that he... Why, why, why is that? With uh, all of these soft-on-crime DAs uh, letting illegals out all over the country. Why, why? Oh, wait, I just said it. He had coerced a young, maybe at the time, a nine-year-old to be pregnant. And so the question is, why now, at this belated date, are we learning who he was? I don't know. It's just kind of weird because they had those abortion supporters on Capitol Hill yesterday and the same day that this case was reported in the media. It's like they just kind of waited for the right time to uh, unveil this case and use a 10-year-old rape victim uh, as a political prop. The first version was a lie. Everything is partisan propaganda and kind of believe nothing at first. Maybe that's the takeaway. It reminds me a lot of the whipping story that Joe Biden also... Yeah, they're still punishing the Border Patrol agents who did nothing wrong because they're so ungodly, uh, inept, corrupt, and awful. That's what they do. ...promulgated about Border Patrol's whipping people, and we found out only later that it wasn't true at all. Yeah, they're called reins. That's how you, you steer the horse so they don't crush people. And then there were desperate efforts to bring in more evidence to sort of incriminate them to save the reputation of the president. Yeah, it's kind of like what they're doing to Donald Trump, even though they impeached him on January, or, or for January the 6th, and he was exonerated. They're still going after him, even though there's no evidence. So I think what's happened is they, this fellow was finally charged when they needed some substantiation of the oh, story, but yeah. they didn't seem... They seemed reluctant to charge him quicker and more and almost immediately be because he's illegal. Because they felt the story would be believable and be useful on its own merits. And well, let's hear that again. Hold on a second. Substantiation of the story, but they didn't seem. They seemed reluctant to charge him quicker and more mm -hmm. almost immediately because they felt the story would be believable and be useful on its own merits. And useful. then when people questioned it and wanted details, only then did they start releasing the details. Ah, so they just wanted to use the storyline. They just wanted to use the storyline of a 10-year-old girl at 9 years old at the time being raped. They just wanted to use it. They didn't want to know the details. And the reason why they didn't want to know the details is the guy's here in the country illegally, you see. And if he wasn't here illegally, the rape would have never happened. Which caused only more mystery. But the whole thing is, is I, I think it's, it's terrible because it shows you that people are using a 10-year-old and, yeah. and protecting, in some cases, an illegal alien, if that happened to be true, that they deliberately delayed arraigning him until they needed evidence to substantiate this useful story. It's, it's, it's right. terrible. Wow. I, I just, wow. Oh, if you're still a Democrat, uh, I mean, you could be a Democrat in name only. I, I, I get that, sure. My dad was a Democrat in na name only. He was a Roosevelt a Democrat, so he was a conservative Democrat. He was a Kennedy Democrat, I guess. Wouldn't say Roosevelt Democrats were uh, were conservative, but anyway, my, that's my dad, you know. And uh, uh, you know, it's just wow. I I, I just hmm. if you're still a Democrat, if you I mean, if you're down with this and you're down with Elizabeth Warren saying that she wanted to close down all the crisis pregnancy centers in the country, oh man. I mean, what the hell? If you are down with that, boy.
If you're Catholic, you might want to go talk to a priest. I'm just, you know, just, just saying as a fellow Catholic, you might want to go, go talk to your, uh, your priest. And it's kind of weird, Donald Trump. He, uh, he warned people about illegals coming across the border, and he said that Mexico wasn't sending its best and brightest. It was, uh, it was sending its dregs, a lot of them, the, the dregs. Not all of them. No, 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 he never said that. He never said that everybody coming across the border is a criminal. Never said that. But that's what the media portrayed. Here's a little bit of Donald Trump. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. Now, it's kind of weird. I think, if I'm not mistaken, it, well, not in my day, but here. 107,000 people in the United States died of drug overdoses uh, with uh, illegal drugs coming across the border from Mexico. So, there was that. They're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Yeah, so, some are. Uh, uh, so, you have to assume that some people across the border are, uh, are uh, good people. And, and that's generally what I do. And that's what I've always done. I've always celebrated uh, uh, legal immigration to the country. I've always also said that we ought to streamline the damn process so you don't have to stand, spend 10 freaking years waiting. I mean, shouldn't like a year be enough where you can vet someone, you could figure out you know, who they are, what they're here, do a yes or a no, do a stamp of approval, say no, say yes. Wouldn't that be easier? Because I literally, I've got friends. I got French friends. My friends Michael and Isabel, they came from France of all places. And they had the proudest moment of their lives. They became American citizens. My good friend uh, Paul, we call him Nooney in Cincinnati. He came here. Uh, he's a British expat and uh, came here. Proudest moment of his life was when he was sworn in as an official uh, U.S. citizen. It, it's kind of crazy. So I've been down with that. But you see, the Democrat Party and the, and the mainstream media are so bloody corrupt that uh, they act like it's, oh, Donald Trump, just he's just going after these poor brown people coming across the border, and he's calling them all rapists. No, he never did. And once again, here's Donald Trump being proven 100% right. Here's uh, CNN. They are convinced. They were convinced that Donald Trump was obsessed with rape, well, obsessed with rapists coming across the border. Mr. President, tell us about the border plan. President Trump traveling to West Virginia today to sell his tax plan. So now, once again, you see that America is open for business. One of the big things is our tax cuts. But within moments, he moved on from the biggest legislative achievement of his presidency to his biggest obsession, illegal immigration. Which uh, should be the nation's number one obsession. Remember my opening remarks at Trump Tower when I opened? Everybody said, oh, he was so tough. And I used the word rape. And yesterday it came out where this journey coming up, women are raped at levels that nobody's ever seen before. Oh, yeah, there is that. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting. Yesterday in an interview, uh, uh, newest Myra, Myra um, uh, John Blank on her last name, just elected in, uh, in southern Texas, Flores. Uh, she said that, yeah, women are being raped and children are being raped at unprecedented levels trying to come to America by all of the illegals that are coming across who are uh, criminals. And some of them, like the guy in, uh, in uh, Ohio, rapists. They don't want to mention that. So we have to change our laws. And the Democrats, what they're doing is just... It's insanity. I don't, nobody understands what's going on. Oh, we do understand what's going on. They're trying to wreck the country. Cloward Piven, overwhelm the system, bring it down. Here's a little bit more from CNN about uh, Donald Trump and illegal immigration or immigration. I'll just say that because I want to, you know, I'm tr 
props to Jill Biden and her and her Spanish speaking ability. Uh, here's what CNN had to say about Donald Trump's immigration. Consumed by the president's fury over illegal immigration, Consumed. the White House is now scrambling to implement his plan to send National Guard troops to the U.S.-Mexico border. And that's what we should do all across every state bordering with Mexico. We're going to have our wall, and we're going to get it very strongly. The military is going to be building some of it. But we're going to have very strong borders, and we have to change our laws, and we're working. By the way, Joe Biden has uh, started building the wall again in one section, and it just happens to be the only section where illegals can see their relatives through the fence. And Joe Biden uh, closed down that section. You know why? Well, uh, he's a D-word for Richard. I'm doing that. But a question remains unanswered. Why now, when even the president acknowledges arrests at the border are down? Because of the Trump... What? What? Hold on. Why now, when even the president acknowledges arrests at the border are down? Because of the Trump administration's actions, border crossing are still at an unacceptable 46-year low, the president writing on Twitter. That figure from the president... A 46-year low. That was not low enough for Donald Trump. He wanted to shut it all down. Wow. It is true. There are fewer arrests for illegal border crossings than at any point since 1971. Wow. You might want to just get the podcast today. Uh, go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast and, and download it and share it with all of your friends who are really, really, really pro-abortion and really, really, really pro-illegal. Uh, you should do that. Let's take a break. Sean, you'll be up next. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. Yeah, but not a funny joke. No, 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 no. Let's go to uh, Sean in Live Oak, California, joining us on the phone. Hello, Sean, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate. How are you today? Oh, fine. And yourself? Glorious. Couldn't be better. What's up? Well, the, on this abortion story, yeah. there's uh, something about uh, Democrats I think people have a misconception on. They assume that they are competent enough to lie. Yeah. And <laughs> that's true. That's true. And that's think, fantastic. That's a great line. They assume they're competent enough to lie. That's spectacular. Go ahead. Well, it it's something that uh, President Reagan said many years ago, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to try to quote it exactly because okay. I don't know if I can. That's okay. But he just said that uh, it's not our liberal... Uh, uh, friends are lying. It's just they believe so much that isn't so. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. So is it? It's just like you know. Uh, I'm sure you can find uh, a, a occasional competent uh, Democrat that's going to lie on the issues of abortion, but I think you know, a large over ninety percent of them are just delusional and yeah, incompetent. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. And, and I've got an article that I'm going to share with you later in the show. And, I, and I've said this is the failing that you will experience when you have academics and career bureaucrats in office. And it turns out a good share of everybody in the Biden administration uh, have zero experience in the real world. So it, there is that going as well. And for some odd reason, Sean, and I've never understood this, never have understood this. Um, why is abortion, the right to kill a baby, the most, the biggest statement 
about womanhood, something that all women must agree on. I'm going to share some uh, comments from Rashida Tlaib yesterday on Capitol Hill. They really have, I mean, they have based the women's existence uh, the only reason really to live. It's not motherhood because you know what? You're no longer a mother. You're a, a person with the capacity of carrying a child. But the other thing is this, this shrine surrounding the Institute of Abortion. And, and you knew that things were going to hit the fan because 49 years of brainwashing women that the biggest thing they can do in their life is to abort their baby. That's finally hitting the fan, and we're seeing the insanity. Go right ahead. Well, the thing um, that is, again, it's, uh, I think it's, it goes back to delusion. Yeah. Well, yeah, is, yeah. is that uh, they're not competent enough to lie. <laughs> All right, Sean. Thanks for the call. This is what happens when you go through college and, you know, you have a lot of uh, woke BS taught in uh, in classes, you know, and you're indoctrinated in classes like so many have been. And now we're seeing the fruits of that with the idiot who was on Capitol Hill yesterday uh, talking about uh, people with the capacity for pregnancy. Uh, and by the way, AOE, AOC thinks she's brilliant. Well, you know, if AOC says you're brilliant, chances are you're a freaking moron. Here is uh, some of the uh, testimony yesterday on Capitol Hill. Oddly enough, it's weird. Suddenly out of nowhere, yesterday morning, the story of a 10-year-old being raped and having to leave a state three days after the supposed heartbeat bill or something in uh, in Ohio to Indiana. It just came up yesterday. It's kind of like what happened with uh, Cass- Cassidy Hutchinson. Out of nowhere, during the July 6th hearings, Cassidy, Cassidy Hutchinson just shows up out of nowhere with an amazing story that was completely shredded by people who know the truth. And as Sean said, they're not even incompetent enough. Uh, they're not even competent enough to lie. Uh, I don't have time to get to the audio. I'm going to have to wait on it, but I got it. That will be up next. All right. I want you to hear from Rashida Tlaib because she is convinced that the only people who have any credibility whatsoever, the only way you can get your badge as a woman is if you have an abortion or are completely cool with abortion. If you are anti-abortion, there is no table setting for you at the Democrat feast, which includes dead babies. Do you like dead babies? Because they love their dead babies. Anyway, 800-922-6680 is the number. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. All right, so we got a lot of stuff coming up on the show, including next hour, Dan Cox, gubernatorial candidate for Maryland. He's like the uh, the Maryland equivalent of Doug Mastriano, who's running for governor in the state of Pennsylvania. If uh, Maryland and Pennsylvania both went for these governors, these Republican governors, it would be a bellwether shift for both states. It really, really would for election integrity, for, uh, I don't know, uh, freedom among other things, uh, and it would take the uh, rest out of control, the uh, rest power from the control of insanity there. So we'll talk to Dan Cox next hour. We'll also hear the, uh, uh, the story of the abortion storyteller who appeared yesterday on Capitol Hill the same day that a story that was a month old came out of the state of Ohio about a 10-year-old being raped. Biden's economy, oh my goodness, it's much worse than you could ever imagine. I'll share all of that in your phone calls, 800 922 6680, The Rob Carson Show, our number dose, Jill Biden, coming up.
Don't you just love institutional ads for life insurance? Well, this isn't one of them. Hey, it's Rob Carson for Fabric Life Insurance. I know your time is valuable, but Fabric has incredible term life insurance policies that can be customized to your family, and you can be up and running in as little as 10 minutes. Fabric was built by parents for parents to make it easier to manage your family's finances. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply. See your quote and then personalize it to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality choices like a million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. I would insert a cup of coffee comparison here, but thanks to the White House, it's far more expensive than a dollar a day. Protect your family's future with Fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at Fabric.com slash Newsmax. That's Fabric.com slash Newsmax. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantage Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Make sure to check out the Rob Carson Show podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show podcast. It's the entire show edited for content. Uh, anyway, you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all of the uh, details. And if you go to Apple Podcasts, just leave a five-star review. That would be huge, huge. One of the themes when the uh, president administration is not lying about everything is that they say they're working on everything. The president has devoted 100% of his effort to whatever. Uh, he was the supply chain last October. Devoted 100% of his effort to the supply chain crisis last October. And what happened? Nothing. Not a darned thing. Now, the uh, cost of gas has dropped, I get, what, 40 cents in the last... Not here, where I am, it's 20 cents, which I'm grateful to the beer, dear leader for. But really, it's because of supply and demand, because people can't afford to eat, let alone fill their car. That's the reason. Yeah, that's, that's the reason. But uh, they are working on everything. They're devoting all of their effort to everything. And uh, Cecilia Rouse, chairman of the Council of Economic Vi- Advisors, was being questioned by Jake Tapper. And Jake was a little... He was just a little snappy. I don't know what's wrong with him. You know, somebody put something in his coffee. Stop it. Or maybe he's actually being a journalist. Uh, anyway, she says, we were using all of our tools. Um, okay. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, Jake Tapper really was like, uh, really? When are you going to use them? But the president is reviewing the tariffs. It is complicated. It's part of, uh, you know, our relationship with China. It's part of a geopolitical decision making. No, no. They're going to let go of those tariffs because uh, Joe Biden's got to pay him back for all the money China's given his family. But it is... Uh, Part of the tools that the president is considering. Uh, wow, tools using tools. Flowing at this time. You know, I just feel like uh, every month, yeah. um, one of you nice people from the White House yeah. comes on the show nice, to talk nice. about inflation, and you talk about these tools uh, in the president's toolkit, and you don't use them. You don't use <laughs> these tools. Uh, and, you know, there's debating and discussing going on. It's because they don't know how to use them. You know, it's like if you give somebody that has no experience whatsoever uh, to come to your house with a home improvement project and you open the toolbox and say, I don't know what the hell that is. I don't know how to use that. Uh, and meanwhile, prices are still going up. Look, the, you know, the president right now is in the Middle East because he wants to uh, try to get as much oil on the market as possible. That- yeah, he wants to get as much as he possibly can, even though we're sitting on oceans of it. That is the way. 
that we low, bring down prices. Oil is set on a global scale. Did you heard it right there? The only way they're going to bring down prices is to beg Saudi Arabia. We also recognize that the, the distance between uh, oil production prices and what people pay at the pump is refining. So he's talking to refiners, trying to ensure. Oh, you know what? Honestly, BS. I, we don't believe you anymore. And I just don't believe you anymore. And I think it's because you lie. That's mostly it. And again, I'll refer to the story that I did uh, literally at the beginning of the show. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the baby formula crisis appears to be getting worse with Pete Buttigieg as the Secretary of Transportation, even though he's apparently transphobic. He's afraid of transportation because he never gets anything right and never does anything to alleviate the uh, supply chain crisis. Yeah. Oh, did you know that we have the uh, highest inflation in the developed world? Well, we're tied with uh, uh, Great Britain at 9.1%. Then Canada, 7, and Germany, 7, Italy, 6, and France, 4.5, Japan, 2. They have the, supply, the same supply chain crisis, but they're not blaming it on, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin, 2.1%. Then you go to the, like, the, the socialist countries like Zimbabwe, where the inflation is 192%. And, and they've got a tampon crisis, too. I, I am not making a joke. In our country, I don't know if you knew this, if, you, you know, uh, if you're not a menstruating person, I guess you could be a man, you know, according to the Democrats. But uh, they, they don't have uh, enough money or supply for women to ob- obtain menstrual products. Mm. I sh- I, uh, so they're using cow dung. I wish I were kidding. I'm not. Because they're really poor and they invested in a socialist government, which is what we're trying to do. So there you go, Sarah, there you go. And then yesterday, uh, just in time to have the story of a 10-year-old being raped in Ohio, then transported to Indiana to get an abortion. That happened on June 22nd. They sat on the story until yesterday, and they announced the story, but they didn't tell us all about it because it was done by an illegal alien. The, the person who raped the girl uh, is allegedly an illegal alien. But that story was released yesterday just in time for a Capitol hearing on abortion. I'm just doing that as a tribute to Jill Biden and her uh, incredible ability to speak Spanish. And yesterday there was an abortion storyteller on Capitol Hill. It's like, gather around, kids. We're going to hear a story about abortion. And this woman says that uh, she said that it was an act of self-love. So here's the introduction from uh, uh, one Rashida Tlaib. And, uh, and the story. To take the rest of the time to do something that might be a little scary for my Republican colleagues, which is to ask a woman's opinion. Ms. Lo- okay, see, that's just uh, asinine because the uh, woman's opinion to her is only an opinion if it agrees with abortion, wholesale abortion, completely eliminating the other 50% of women or whatever that support uh, letting a baby live. Lopez, <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us today. What strike me listening to your stories, just how many state-imposed hoops, uh, loophole, you know, all these... Hoop, hoops or loopholes? What is that? Obstacles that you had to jump through in order to carry out a personal decision about your own body. About your own body, yes. Don't even say it's about killing a baby. And access to medical procedure. Can you describe more? I want you to take some time because I think people need... Please, to- be very graphic. Give us a graphic description and some pictures and see what Democrats have to say about that. Understand. This is about human dignity and so much more. Except for the baby. The, the baby doesn't matter. That's just a lump of cells that could cry and breathe if it came out. So can you talk about, uh, you know, really how it made you feel, but also just 
you know, the experiences I think you know, many folks that might not have the courage to be know. here because they're so scared of the attacks. Terrified. Thank you so much. Um, I guess I can start by saying that Texas has dozens of restrictions, um, had dozens of restrictions already in place prior to Dobbs. Well, you just go to another state. That's, it's easy to do. You see, people who uh, want to conceal carry literally had to move out of New York to go to a state where, you know, conceal carry is easier to obtain. The same can be done with abortion. Prior to SB8, um, and when I had my abortion six years ago, I had no context or, you know, knowledge of what a restriction was. Um, I didn't know that there was a forced waiting period that ended up pushing... Kind of like what they do with the Second Amendment. You know, me and further into pregnancy another two weeks because I couldn't access care when I needed to. Now you just get in your car and drive. You're old enough to do that. You could do it. Um, Maybe even get a flight. As I mentioned in my testimony, the forced ultrasound um, felt... The forced ultrasound. You had to see the baby. Horrible. I didn't understand why I was, you know, being asked to listen to, you know, embryonic cardiac activity. when uh, I Embryonic cardiac activity. Oh my God, that's fantastic! They couldn't even say the word heartbeat! Embryonic cardiac activity! My God! I knew I didn't want to be pregnant. Um, and perhaps one of the most confusing parts of my experience was my provider telling me that the state requires that he tell patients that abortion causes depression, infertility, and many other and breast cancer and then by yeah there is that whole fact thing you know you might want to tell them that because you know i'm sure in planned parenthood they don't say all of the positives of killing your baby when you go to get your baby killed following that up by saying the state requires me to say that abortion is 100 percent safe and many times it's safer than carrying a pregnancy to term i didn't understand why a state was providing a um, doctor to well, it's, it's, it's save the, the baby's life because you know you're not the only person involved here embryonic <laughs> embryonic uh, cardio cardiovascular activity that that is just priceless and then here's uh, here's uh, Liz Warren saying that she wants to shut down all the pregnancy crisis centers around the the country the entire country so there's no option other than killing the baby this is uh, I mean, this is just breathtaking. Oddly enough, the national media just started to share this yesterday. Um, I started last week. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one yeah yeah if it were the other way around um we'd be in nazi germany she says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions instead they try to talk women out of it she calls it a bait and switch nah uh planned parenthood never has a sign out in front that says abortion crisis center no not at all they are giving it over to people who wish them harm and no no they're just trying to save the baby and and you won't be harmed by the way that has to stop we need to put a stop to that in massachusetts right now i gotta tell you wow and and you know apparently a lot of uh, a lot of really really hardcore abortion supporters in the democrat party uh they they had a different tune years and years ago but you see there's this in this kind of creeping how do i put this creeping um Murder, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, uh, they, things have changed.
Joe Biden said it should be rare. Every abortion was a tragedy. Here's what Dick Durbin used to say. So, Mr. Chairman, uh, as I wrap up my remarks, I submit, I ask unanimous consent to submit for the record a uh, copy of a letter that you wrote uh, on August 4th, 1989, in which you said, among other things, quote, mm, yeah. I believe we should end abortion on demand. And, quote, I continue to believe the Supreme Court's decision in Roe versus Wade should be reversed. Yeah, he's changed his position. I think he's changed from uh, abortion on demand to actually make it so easy that they do abortion drive-through clinics, I think is what they're they're doing. Uh, it's faster than like um, Panda Express. I mean, you just go right in there and shroom, by the time you pull around to the window, your abortion, the baby's already gone and you can get your fried rice. Uh, uh. Um, abortion activists are still terrorizing pro-life attorneys, uh, uh, these pregnancy crisis centers burning down or attempting to burn down churches in Montgomery County, Maryland, uh, burned down an old church in, uh, in Virginia a couple weeks ago, old Catholic church. It was uh, historic and because they had the audacity to believe in God and, uh, and, and be pro-life, they, they had to burn it down. So anyway, uh, this has been happening all over. Um, an attorney who founded the Thomas More Society, a, a conservative Catholic law firm, was attacked as abortion activists threw smoke bombs and firecrackers at his house. This was last week in, uh, in Evanston, Illinois. That's going on all over the place. Nobody's saying anything. But there is an interesting story about what's happening to our Supreme Court justices around Washington, D.C. And uh, apparently, maybe there, there might be, um, authorities might be acting on concerns after one of these uh, pro-abortion protesters attempted to murder one of our Supreme Court justices. And, uh, and uh, the law enforcement has decided to act. But it didn't come from the Supreme Court justices or conservatives or, or GOP. It came from the neighbors. I'll share the details on that in just a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the uh, Rob Carson Show. Coming up, Dan Cox, uh, the governor, uh, gubernatorial candidate uh, running in a primary, which is on Tuesday in the state of uh, Maryland. And uh, running up against uh, Kelly Schultz, who's a rhino, rhino, rhino. So we'll talk to uh, Dan about his, uh, the possibility of him being the uh, candidate. I hope he is. I really, really do. He's Trump endorsed, by the way. And Trump's endorsement is actually, believe it or not, despite what the media tells you, still really, really, really valuable. And probably uh, like top two reasons why candidates win. You know. So that is uh, that. Um, so there's been some harassing of the Supreme Court, conservative Supreme Court justices. In fact, there was an organization that literally is going to pay a bounty of $200 for a, a site, sighting of Supreme Court justices, whether they be out having dinner or whatever, so that radical leftists could confront them and ruin their lives. And presumably could also lead to, I don't know, somebody going after them and trying to kill them. Which is what happened, uh, you know, just a couple weeks ago with Nicholas Roski traveling from California to Justice uh, Kavanaugh's home with plans to kill him. Yeah, that, that happened. The story kind of went away, didn't it? Oh. Kind of weird how that happens. Police in uh, Montgomery County, Maryland, where I made my home for 12 years, said Wednesday that pro-abortion protesters outside the Chevy Chase homes of uh, Chief Justice uh, John Roberts and Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh must do so quietly after getting, are you ready? Noise complaints from neighbors. 
it took Gladys Kravitz to get the, the law officials to act. For those of you who don't know Gladys Kravitz, she was the noisy neighbor. The nosy neighbor on the, on the TV show Bewitched, which I watched in syndication when I was a little boy after school every day. Uh, yeah, Bewitched. Gladys Kravitz was the original Karen, if you knew that. She was the original Karen. Peeking in the window, you know, and then, you know, telling everybody what's going on. She had at least some truth about it. She could see things like Darren, the, the wife of, uh, of, you know, in the household, and uh, he would occasionally suddenly, she would give him donkey ears. Or, or uh, you know, uh, Samantha Stevens, her husband, or, or Samantha, well, today it would be her husband. But anyway, Samantha Stevens was the wife. She was a witch and, and her mom, you know, and all that. And they, they'd do crazy stuff, like all of a sudden the mom would just appear and she'd be sitting on a lamp in the corner. Or they'd have this doctor, Dr. Bombay, just show up out of nowhere. He'd have, like, ski equipment on. He'd been on Everest or something. And Gladys Kravitz at least had some things to, you know, there were weird stuff going on there. But, uh, you know, with most Karens, it's based on a lie. CNN's Whitney Wilde. Whitney Wilde, everybody. See, Whitney Wilde. Two shows daily, everybody. Bring, okay. Reported police have told demonstrators that they uh, need, they will enforce disturbing the peace laws, meaning no more drums, no more bullhorns, no more air horns, no more screaming, or they may arrest the protesters. Now, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, threaten to kill them and everything, but you know, don't worry about it. The illegal protest meant to intimidate the Republican-appointed justices will continue to be allowed by Montgomery County. Isn't that crazy? So they're the subject to local reg- regulations, such as requirement that they not remain station that that remain stationary in front of the house or block traffic. Recently, they had a, a protest that had 75 people out front there. The neighbors said they were worried about the noise, the obscenities being shouted by some of the protesters, and the disruption of the community. One neighbor who asked the Bethesda Beat, the old Bethesda Beat, and who hasn't read that? I think it's a magazine. Anyway, uh, not use her name for safety reasons, wrote in an email that she thinks the protesters' actions are inappropriate in a private neighborhood where young children live. Most of these children are too young to understand what they're doing and way too young for us to have these crucial conversations with. They are extremely frightened by their actions and no longer feel safe in their homes, she wrote in an email to the Bethesda Beat. The neighborhood, uh, the neighbor also took issue with the recent characterization by MoCo officials that the protests were peaceful. Well, that's weird. Uh, here's a quote. They are far from. It's actually embarrassing that anyone would categorize them as such. Ask anyone on our street that lives here or has been here when they're happening, and they feel, feel they, they will tell you the same. It's horrendous and insane that this is allowed to happen at our private homes. The neighbor added that uh, many of the residents share the same views as the protesters but feel they're being disruptive and disrespectful to the community. Now, the neighborhood, the residents share the same views. It's because Montgomery County is red, red, red. And I mean like communist red. Not like the lie when they say that, oh, yeah, red means uh, Republican. No. Montgomery County is communist red. Protesters typically appear two evenings a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. They have mahjong on Tuesdays. They come in about 7 p.m. when the local residents are putting their children to bed. Uh, a task made difficult when loud protesters are marching up and down the street. They should bring the abortion storyteller from Capitol Hill yesterday and read the kids to sleep about her abortion and how awesome it was. And say something like, hey, you know, you kids would be dead if I had, you know, if you were my kid because I'm an abortion storyteller. 
So anyway, here's another quote. Uh, that's when people are putting their kids to bed. There is little kids who live on the street. It's a horrific experience. It's not great if you have kids of any age, but unbelievably stressful that the kids are very upset. The kids have to be sent inside and so loud that you can't put your kids to sleep. They're not kids. They are the product of forced childbirth. Let me just clear that up right now. They pick the same time and they don't care. Literally, there's no way on Wednesday night you could put your kid to bed. Weird. They have drummers. They have a megaphone. They chant. They yell all sorts of things. They've told the neighbors, F you and F your children. These are nice people. Things like that. They're abusive toward the neighbors and they're intimidating. They go into the street. We've been told that because they will move eventually when a car comes down the street, they're not technically blocking the street, apparently. But that's what's happening. It took a busybody neighbor in the, in the neighborhoods. They're going to still allow the protests. They're just bothered that, you know, they're trying to put their uh, products of their uh, forced childbirth to sleep. And, and these uh, protesters are yelling, F you to your children. And somehow, for some reason, Democrats, I guess, have a problem with that. Really? All right, Dan Cox is coming up next. Drama Queen AOC on January the 6th. Oh, my goodness. All of that's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Every day is a good day when Metallica is a part of it. It is a Rob Carson show. I lived in Maryland for a dozen years. I moved there in 2004. We moved uh, a dozen years later. <laughs> uh, 20, what, 16, I guess, is when we officially moved. And, and I loved living in Maryland. I did. Uh, I'm glad I moved because it kind of went bat guano crazy after I left uh, because of Larry Hogan's tenure in the governorship and then, of course, uh, COVID nonsense and CRT and all that stuff. Right now, uh, some people are trying to change the state, maybe even change the legislature, which is called the uh, Maryland General Asylum. And uh, they've been calling it for a long time because it is, because everybody in there, at least Democrats, are you know, kind of nuts. Uh, Dan Cox has been a member of that, uh, that asylum, but he's sane, and he is running for the uh, governorship of the state of Maryland, and he joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Uh, Dan, it's great to talk to you, sir. How are you? Well, thank you, Rob. It's an honor. I'm privileged, and we're running hard for freedom, and it's exciting. We're, the movement and the momentum is here. Well, it is um, about time. I'm hoping that you're making some headway. I would assume that there, there, there has not really been a place like this that I even think a lot of uh, common-sense Marylanders have been in before with regard to all of the crises, whether they be uh, financial, certainly crime, uh, inflation, all of these things. I don't know, if you tried to buy a bushel of crabs lately, dear God in heaven, it's like it used to be a buck thirty-five for some jumbos and an overflowing bushel. Now it's impossible. Um, so tell me, the state of Maryland and why you feel it's so necessary for people to elect you, sir? Well, uh, Rob, for two years I have fought the mandates and stood up for our small businesses, our churches. We were locked down. My opponent, Kelly Schultz, did that with Hogan, stood by his side. She said, wear the damn mask if you're five years old and up or face uh, jail time or fines. This was an outrage. It destroyed our economy. And now we have overspending by the government to try to fix that. And the inflation that's being caused by this is an, an outrage. We're all feeling it now. That's why one of the largest trucking companies in America has endorsed me, because they said, we've got to have a change. We've got to make sure we've get, we get sanity back. 
And that's why President Trump, and I'm so honored that President Trump has endorsed me because yeah. as he did last night, he, again, he came on, on our uh, tele-rally with 36,000 wow. Republican voters in Maryland. We were fired up. We were excited. Wow. And President Trump said, this is our moment. This is our time to make sure we once again restore freedom and get rid of this, really this rhino mentality that says that we have to do what the, basically what the Democrats are doing and destroying our country. We see Biden doing that right now. We see that, uh, you know, the, the, the policies of Antifa marching in our streets and in, in, in Maryland, sadly, blood flowing in the streets every day because the prosecutors oh. in Baltimore City especially are just a revolving door in the prisons for, for anybody that's committing crime. And we have to get a handle on this. Dan, Dan, what, what the hell happened in Baltimore? I used to take my my son. I remember we used to go up from from Montgomery County every year. The the uh, the Orioles would invite kids from around the state in Little League to walk around the warning track inside and be treated like rock stars. And we went there and we had a and then we headed to the Inner Harbor. And I wouldn't take my son there. Uh, maybe during the day. Maybe, but but look what Democrats are doing to the city of Baltimore, let alone the state right. of Maryland. Go ahead. You're absolutely right, and you know it's sad. I, we've all—I remember growing up going to Memorial Stadium. I've yeah. taken my kids to Camden Yards. I wouldn't do it now. The last time I, we had a very late night, uh, we left there at about eleven o'clock, and we had people following us. I was very uh, worried that we might get jumped, and I had my kids with me. So yeah, it's wow. a big problem. We need to get uh, you know sanity back because what's happened, I think, is uh, not only has you know the leadership been poor statewide, but also in Baltimore City. You've had the, the the prosecutors, the the state's attorney, and uh, the mayor basically yes. having a revolving door. You shoot people up, and you're within 24 hours let back out on the street pretty much. That's the sad truth. And all the time, they're demeaning our police. That's why I voted for $10 million more in police funding in Baltimore City with Hopkins to protect our, our all of our citizens in Maryland who travel to Hopkins. That's why I fought to defend the police and not defund them. In my committee, I fought the, the Democrats on this. We were successful. And uh, you know, sadly, they're still eroding the police uh, in the quasi-immunity. So I want to restore that. I want to take charge of Baltimore City as best we can. We're going to uh, look at a receivership to set aside the prosecutor who's not doing a thing. Wow. And yeah. Make sure we have a team that actually protects our citizens. Yeah, one thing I, a statistic, and I, I heard you this morning on uh, on Sean and Bruce's show on WCBM, our anchor station. They're awesome guys, and uh, yeah. and I've heard and I've heard them talk about how uh, two thousand restaurants in the state of Maryland, known for food, by the way, Maryland, two thousand restaurants permanently closed down because of Kelly Schultz and uh, and uh, and Mr. Hogan's shutdowns of the state, whereas states like Florida remained open and uh, yeah. the restaurants are still in business. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's exactly why I'm running. For two years, I've been fighting this inch by inch. You know, they even tried to close the restaurants again at Christmas time last year, and we fought that. We sued two different county executives. We won. Uh, we had uh, the, one of the first rulings on the East Coast by a judge reopening Annapolis restaurants for Christmas. This is a dis disaster, and it's happened because Kelly Schultz joined in with the Hogan uh, focus to misuse the pandemic to undermine the president of the United States, Donald Trump, in order to deflate the economy. You know, you, you, 
the, the, the truth of history is, as you know, Rob, is that anybody, any president who's presiding over a strong economy wins re-election. That's just the pattern of United States history. So they had to cause the economy to tank in order to try to get Donald Trump out. They still stole the election because they couldn't do it with the yes. economy alone. Now, let me, let, me, let me ask you about that, because I know that you were in Philadelphia on uh, the, the election day in 2020. Tell us briefly what you right. saw. Well, I was there with uh, members of the White House uh, uh, team, different uh, attorneys. I filed an affidavit with them. Uh, it went up to Justice Alito. Alito said, yes, there are serious anomalies. We have to stop the count in Pennsylvania. He did. He ordered to stop. But sadly, they could not get four votes on the Supreme Court to hear the case, that particular yeah. case. So what I saw was uh, vast concerns, particularly in the mail-in balloting. So. In Pennsylvania, you have to have two affidavit signatures for every voter mail-in ballot. And, and in my county alone, the county that I was assigned to with a team of West Philly, we had about 6,000 or more, close uh, above 6,000 ballots that did not have, factually, did not have either signatures or the signatures were clearly uh, not legal, not attesting properly. Wow. And so sometimes, uh, you know, they, they just didn't have signatures at all. Now, that was all waved in. I couldn't believe it. This, you know, President Trump was shocked. Why would they wave these ballots in? We fought that. Sadly, those ballots were counted anyway. And we got to remember something. President Biden, or I, what I like to say is basement Biden. I don't even like to give him the title president. It's such a debacle, right? But Biden allegedly won Pennsylvania by only 80,000 votes. Well, in the Beltway counties of Philly alone, we had over 120,000 anomalies in, in the likely fraudulent ballots that we were challenging that all got waved in. And that doesn't even include the mules. And I always ask oh, people, yes. have, you, have you seen that movie, 2,000 Mules? If you haven't, you got to go see it because this was a concerted effort. It was, unfor- it was horrific. We've got to get a handle on it. And we will do that in Maryland. We're going to get control of our elections. Again. Now, Dan, Dan you, uh, you're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of fa- flack, as, uh, as I think uh, Sean said this morning on WCBM. Uh, generally, you only take flack when you're above the target. Uh, you are getting a lot of heat. They're trying to tell you you're unelectable and all this, even though Donald Trump is endorsing you. And about 70% of the time, maybe a little bit more, when Donald Trump endorses, his candidates go on to win. So why are they uh, – well, I mean, you're going to affirm what I said. You clearly are somebody they're afraid of well yeah and you know i I think i'm you know donald trump's record of of picking winners is is uh more than 90 percent from what i've seen it's amazing and and, and the reason is this because people love freedom and and donald trump's focus president trump's focus has been to restore america with the america first values and that's where we are right now people looking around the democrats are uh, they're frightened they're scared to death of the fact that i'm the only person in the arena that is actually willing to fight them. I show up to debates. I go toe-to-toe with the socialists, and I say, that's not the path of America. The path of America is to restore our constitutional liberty, to make sure health care choices are back as individual choices and not the government or not some globalist bureaucracy telling us that we have to wear the damn mask like like Kelly Schultz told us to, (laughs) and instead focus on freedom and focus on the fact that we have to get taxes under control. And and look at Florida. Florida did it. They're a diverse state. Uh, 22 million people. We only have 5.9 million people in Maryland. Why? Because we've lost so many in the last eight years alone, Rob. 250,000 net Marylanders lost. They they left. 
And yeah. we can turn that around and say, we can make Maryland great again. We're going to do well, it. Well, I, I, I'm one of those people. I, I'm one of the guys who left. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to. Uh, you know, with radio, you kind of got to move where you want to go. But I wanted to stay in Maryland. I'm glad now I didn't. I'm looking at this headline. As most schools across the country back in person learning the detrimental effects of school lockdowns during coronavirus are showing themselves in real time, high levels of student depression, developmental, and academic stunting. Now, I'm going to tell you something. My daughter was in third grade when we left. We came here uh, to Kansas. I live in the Kansas side of Kansas City. Great schools here, okay? It should be the template for me. Maryland. Maryland always told me they were the template, but my daughter was doing math and reading at a third grade level when she was going into fifth grade. And here they did a PowerPoint presentation. They did, uh, got her up to stuff and above average. Now she is an honor student going to her senior year. So clearly, look what has happened to our school kids. And, it, yeah. and they've doubled down on failure with not only CRT and gender nonsense, but also all these COVID lockdowns. Go ahead. Well, yes, and that's exactly right. We have to turn that around. You know, right here in Maryland, a lot of people don't understand uh, that the governor appoints the State Board of Education and now members of the new Super Board that they're calling. And you know what they're Dear doing? They're, these individuals are the ones forcing our local boards of education to do this horrific gender identity propaganda oh, indoctrination of our kids. Listen, in Maryland, it's so bad now. It's pre-K through third. Now, I know. We can turn that around. So I always tell people, don't leave yet. We, we have a chance. This is our yes. chance. The red wave is here because parents are upset. Mama bears are out to protect their children, yes. and I am their candidate. We have unbelievable numbers of volunteers right now. I mean, just Good. over 1,500 volunteers manning the polls right across Maryland right now, 24 Good. jurisdictions. In fact, we're the only gubernatorial candidate in Maryland that has, uh, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., a tent at, at the polls with multiple volunteers on shifts. It's amazing. And I'm not even, you know, I'm not paying them. I don't have the money to pay them. These are yeah. bears. These are mothers and yes. fathers who are fed up. They want their freedom back. They want their kids to be protected. They want their parental rights. I'm running on that value. Come and, on, you know, it's a beautiful thing because that's our American value. Yeah, and all of this nonsense has happened as a, with a Republican as governor, but he's not a Republican. Okay, uh, I wasn't there for his governorship, but he was, uh, you know, he was right there as part of the cabal. Uh, uh, you know, we had Michael Steele. I, I met Michael Steele when I went to see Rush Limbaugh. I wrote for Rush starting about 1990, wrote with him for a long time. And I met Michael Steele, and I introduced him to Rush Limbaugh. And, uh, and then what the hell happened? Now he's on MSNBC with Morning Joke. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, we got to wrap things up. I know that Tuesday is the primary. You've already had early voting going on uh what's the word on the street real quick we're running ahead in the polls but we're not taking Good. anything for granted we're yeah. asking everybody to please come out and vote today's the last day of early voting yep. our numbers are looking good we don't normally vote early as republicans but interestingly in the red counties the vote is up for the for the early vote but in the democrat counties it's only like one percent so that's yeah. looking good for us all across maryland you know what i'm the only candidate saying that we're going to restore freedom back to the individual and so Many, many Democrats are telling me 25 to 30 percent are saying they're going to vote for me because I'm the only candidate doing that. And so yeah. that's what they want. They want to make sure their children are protected just as much as us. That's a unifying message. It's exciting. And I'm so honored and privileged. And I ask everybody, this is our moment. Yeah. If you believe in this, Maryland has been ground zero to force these policies on the red states. The Democrats are doing it. And the, sadly, uh, some of the rhinos have joined in with it, like my opponent, Kelly Schultz. So if you don't want this shoved down your throats in your red state, if you want to make sure you have freedom, I'm begging you, please help me out here in, in the beautiful, wonderful free state of Maryland. 
Go to coxforfreedom.com. Please help us get past the finish line and, and do our final media buys this weekend. Thank you. And remember, and time. remember, and remember, Larry Hogan under Larry Hogan's watch. CRT, uh, uh, massive shutdowns and, and termination of pregnancy up to birth while Larry Hogan was the president. And here's what I'd like to say, Dan. Uh, we had a Hogan, we don't need a Schultz, and we certainly don't need a Commandant Click. So don't vote for <laughs> Schultz. And, and Kelly, sadly, uh, Rob, Kelly Schultz is in the Baltimore Sun saying that she would be to the left of Hogan. She oh. would actually allow, if they passed the infanticide bill, which I helped kill in the legislature, if it. that were to become law, she would. She All said right. she would enforce it. That's horrific. You cannot in any way... If you're pro-life, uh, consider her. I would ask humbly for your vote and, and yes, for sir. everyone listening. Thank you. And, Rob, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for what you've you done bet, for, buddy. for years yeah. as as uh, my hero, Rush Limbaugh. My grandfather <laughs> really brought me uh, up in the ranks of uh, yeah, Republican yeah. values with Rush Limbaugh on every day. So yeah, thank yeah. you very much. And Dan, again, again, your website. Again, your website. Make sure to make this a favor today if it isn't already. Go ahead. CoxForFreedom.com. That's CoxForFreedom.com. My friend, I want to wish you Godspeed and God bless and kick some butt. I want to see you and Mastriano in the governor's mansions in Pennsylvania and Maryland, respectively, this November, okay? Sir, yes, sir. God bless. Thank you. <laughs> All right, take care. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, normally, your callers don't have a theme song. But Barbara in Baltimore does. Hello, Barbara. How are you today? Oh, my God. Why are you going to make me cry, man? Why are you going to make me cry? Uh, why are you going to do that to me? Oh. I'm already emotional. I'm already emotional with Dan Cox. I just voted 30 minutes ago, so I'm like, yes. uh, you know, and I just voted for him, and yes. I heard him this morning. Yeah. Man, why'd you do that, man? Why Was it, wasn't he inspirational just, just talking oh, to me, right? It gives you hope for Marilyn, Barbara. I know. I know. I know. There's so much I wanted to say because, you know, uh, some people have been calling in that that I'm talking too much on WCBN stuff. That's why I wait until the end. It's been real hard to wait all week to say yeah. it, so I hope, hope I can have just a little bit of time to tell you. Okay, you, you got about a minute and a half. Go. minute and a half. Well, I'll tell you this. I heard that uh, uh, Trump was on the phone call last night, which yeah. was absolutely awesome. And then Dan Cox comes on, talks about Memorial Stadium. Well, my son, Chris Aquemi, was the center in the last game played between City and Parley, where my son was the center, and they won by 7-6. It was one of the best defensive games I've ever seen. And <laughs> I'm a football mom because of that game. He mentioned that. I thought Memorial Stadium would have been a great place to have uh, exhibition for all of the kids throughout the city, but everybody said, you know, I was crazy. So nobody listened to me when I was talking about it because I didn't want them to tear Memorial Stadium down. Then I just want to say this. Um, I just found out that Byron uh, Donalds is coming here. He is pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, as, the, as, as conservative as you can be in Congress. He's in Florida, and he's coming here to speak for another rhino that no one's name is mentioning. And I won't mention that name, but I'll just say this. 
uh, 10 years as president of uh, the GOP. I, I, I didn't know that uh, Maryland had abortions up to nine months. I didn't know that. Yep. I've lived here more than 10 years. Yep. I didn't know that because it wasn't said. I know. So I know. They want to keep it quiet. Yeah, you don't want to keep the death camps over there. That's right. But don't yeah. call yourself being a conservative. And then you have some of the other people who are lifelong friends. You know, Ellen. Ellen Salbury, I love her. You know what? I got a lot of respect for her. But you know what? That time is over. Right, Barbara, 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 I got to take a break. We're, we're up against here. I want you to hold on, okay? Hold, hold on a second. We'll, we'll come back. We've we got to take a break. Uh, this, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Headline in New York Magazine, Donald Trump on 2024, he says, I've already made that decision. The only question left in the former president's mind is when he'll announce. We'll see. I want to thank Dan Cox for joining me. Next hour, AOC accidentally slips and says that the Capitol Police let rioters in on January the 6th, which is what we've been saying. I imagine she's getting a little what fur from Nancy Pelosi this morning. Let's take a break. Last hour of the show right ahead. Don't go anywhere. shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Last hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. And we've got much to get to. Special guest joining us at the bottom of the hour is Philip Klein, the director of the Amistad Project. Uh, Going to be talking about uh, all, these, uh, all these states around the country that are getting rid of ballot boxes that are being dropped all over the place. We'll get to that. Also, headline, New York Magazine says that Donald Trump says he's already made the decision uh, with regard to 2024, the only question left in the former president's mind is when he'll announce. So without any further ado, I will play our uh, Donald Trump theme song. This goes out to Nancy Pelosi, crying Chuck Schumer, and all the other career politicians in the fake news. Kick it, kick it. This is Sean Farish, by the way. My lyrics, Sean doing the vocal stylings of Donald Trump. You woke November 4th, they call President Joe. Here's in the air. Fake news said yes, but we all knew no. no. But one year in and Biden's gone way left. <laughs> Beyond left. His reign is based on lies and government theft. Come on. You've got to fight. For the right of the party, what do you think about it? Yeah, like fight for the right like Dan of the party. Yeah, he's the right of the party. Kelly Schultz is the left. Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. Kicking them out is a no-brainy. The stupid GOP needs to be reinvented. Amen. In Democrats' heads, I live freely rented. You've got to fight for the right 
of the party and the right that you have as Americans, like big beautiful people, Lauren I understand Bobert. you've got to fight. I'll be back in the White House more sooner than later. Of all the presidents, there has been, been no one greater. Yep. <laughs> Pelosi's going down, and so's the miserable squad. Bippe! Bippe! We will end their tyranny, so help me God. We've got to fight for the right of the party, okay? We've got to fight so hard. Fight like hell. Fight like hell. When I am back in the White House, we party, okay? And we're going to party like it's 2016. The Clinton campaign is going to be crying again. It's going to be great. Check with the Young Turks. It's going to be melting down. It's going to be a sight to see. Fantastic things, believe me. You've got to fight for the right of the party. You can see that on my Rumble channel. I am Donald Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> see you in 2024, if not sooner. Oh, we're seeing him sooner. We are seeing him sooner. Seeing him sooner. Sooner. Uh, yeah, just look at uh, my Rumble channel, Rob Carson Show, under uh, Fight for the Right. That is uh, Sean Farish from Long Island, New York, young guy who uh, I've gotten to know in the last year or so, and he's He's the best Trump impersonator out there, period. Uh, let's go back to Barbara in Baltimore real quick with some closing comments on her commentary. Hello, Barbara. Hello. I just want to say this. You know, you had Jack Brewer on um, a couple of weeks ago. You had Jack Brewer on. I've uh, been in contact with his organization. And from the commentary, well, the comments with Dan Cox about Memorial Stadium, you know, it took me back to my son. And yeah. when I was trying to convince people that we should have kept that open as a place for citywide um, Olympics, citywide mm-hmm. competition yes. to drive academics, and nobody oh. listened to me. Yeah. I would really like to meet him because... Yeah, Jack Brewer, former NFL player, conservative, and a really big fighter for, um, uh, uh, for children having fathers in the home. And when uh, they don't, one of the yeah. things they need is to yeah. have skills. Because Amen. Jack Brewer's foundation, his organization, is hooked up with businesses that yeah. can teach them uh, truck driving, uh, uh, welding, pipe fitters, plumbers, electricians. That's what people need. That's what yeah. these kids yeah. need. So you're saying in, in Baltimore it's better to maybe have a, a job and become a, a productive member of society, maybe even being a father or stay with your kids, rather than, I don't know, getting into drug dealing or theft or Absolutely. getting murdered or getting murdered before you're 10. You know, you're saying that's maybe a good alternative. It's a good alternative. <laughs> so I just wanted yeah. to go back yeah. to yeah. that because um, you are the only person that has had Jack Brew on and really yeah. show. Well, Barbara, Barbara, there's a lot of stuff at stake here. Let's let's close things out here real quick. We we of course had uh, Dan Cox on. Uh, he's running for mayor as a conservative, yeah. unlike Money's Kelly Schultz, governor. Uh, governor. governor. I, I said I said mayor uh, for governor. And uh, and I got to tell you, I'm a big fan. I've gotten to know him in the last week, uh, just Absolutely. on on the phone and whatnot. And I hope he kicks butt, Barbara. Um, uh, final thoughts I'm here, real quick. About, I can to help him because I yeah. think he should be. He should be. This well, he's our only hope. I can only say that. 
But I also want people to understand, we've got Byron uh, Donald coming here to, to represent a rhino. He doesn't know uh, uh, who Nicoly Ambrose is, yeah. apparently. No. I know, I know right. Byron Donald. He's a, he's a freshman legislature later. Yes, he's, he a, he's a and person you know, of color. Looks good because yeah. she's been GOP person for 10 years. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't even want to mention her name, but I did. So it's out there. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Hey, right. let me tell you, we do not need Karen Barbie dolls. This is not the time for it. I like to see some testosterone. Right. In office, in yes, <laughs> Well, you've got I enough. You've got enough. I, you've got enough for all of us, Barbara. I think you have more testosterone so. in your system I than I do. I got to go, girl. Have a great day, okay? Love you. All right, Godspeed, and let's hope Mr. Cox will uh, win that uh, win that uh, candidacy. He'll become the uh, gubernatorial candidate for uh, Republicans in the state of uh, Maryland because uh, Maryland doesn't need to suck. Uh, Maryland's a glorious state. It's a beautiful state. I mean, I've done everything. Maryland, we used to go to uh, Ocean City. Uh, we would head up to Rehoboth, which is Delaware, but it's right there. And, uh, and, and just, uh, just so, there's so much to do, so much history. I used to go when I, when I lived in D.C. And, and I was out of work in radio. Well, I know, shockingly. And there are a couple things I'd do. I'd go down to Arlington, and I would um, watch the changing of the guard. And... Um, it was amazing. And then I would go up to uh, Gettysburg in Pennsylvania and uh, walk the battlefields, go to Little Round Top and Big Round Top and all that. And, and, uh, and it, everything's there. It's just right around there. And the Sugarloaf Mountain, you just go to Sugarloaf Mountain, climb the mountain, come down to Sugarloaf Vineyards, hang out. There's just so much there. And, and, and Maryland, it's Shenandoah Valley as you're leaving Frederick, Maryland, and you're heading west towards Pennsylvania, the Shenandoah Valley. It's just... It's like California. It would be great if it weren't for the people in power. <laughs> you know, just, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. So um, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, AOC yesterday was confronted on Capitol Hill. I don't, I don't know who this guy is. He's a comedian. <clears throat> and he, uh, and he uh, uh, talked to her. He was trying to get her to, uh, to, to comment. And he made some, uh, which are, you know, fairly, it's kind of like if, if one of uh, the minions of Howard Stern went after a, a female legislator. Anyway, uh, she said that he was affronted by her as she was walking in. And, and she wasn't, actually. She came over. She did the peace sign. And she walked up the stairs. Later, she went on to say that she'd been accosted. See, my favorite big booty Latina. I love you, AOC. You're my favorite. She wants to kill babies, but she's still beautiful. You look very beautiful in that dress. You look very sexy. Look at that booty on AOC. That's my favorite big booty Latina. Now she walks over, literally does a peace sign. I love it. My favorite AOC. Nice to meet you, AOC. Look how sexy she looks in that dress. Okay, I don't know exactly what the point of that was. But it wasn't a big deal to her at the time. But apparently she came out and she said, it was terrible. He was accosted and all that stuff. And then she went on to say... Some things about um, the Capitol Hill police after that incident. Yeah. Um, she went on and said that, you know, a man heckled her on the steps. Uh, the police did not try to stop him. Uh, she expressed terror that officers who worked with the January 6th riot may have sympathized with the rioters, accused the cops of opening doors for the rioters. Now, this is kind of weird because um, she said the quiet part out loud, at least with the Democrat Party said the, the quiet part out loud, which is what we've been saying. There was a coordinated attack on the Capitol. And it happened while Donald Trump was speaking, not after Donald Trump spoke, before. 
Even Newsweek said there were 14 left-wing groups that infiltrated the rioters. They're the protesters. By the way, the FDA or the FDA, the FBI said there wasn't a riot. It wasn't an insurrection. But doors were open. People were let in by the Capitol Police. Who's in charge of the Capitol Police and Capitol Security? Nancy Pelosi, kids. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi also turned down 20,000 National Guard troops two days before the January 6th speech. Donald Trump said, 20,000 troops are yours. She turned them down. D.C.'s mayor turned them down. I've got audio from uh, AOC coming up about Capitol Police intentionally letting people into the Capitol on January the 6th, which we have said from day one. Let's go to Dennis real quick in Ridgely, Maryland. He has a comment on uh, Dan Cox running for governor of the state yes, of Maryland. Sir. Go yes, ahead. Sir. We work, we're working on Dan Cox, but guess what? I, I, I'm a waterman, and I did not know nothing about none of the candidates. That's for real, Rob. You know, uh-huh. you got. I'm, I'm not just going to put my vote out there because I'm voting party line. I don't vote party line no more. But yep. I won't vote Democrat. But I, I want someone that's going to do something for us, the people. Yep. Yep. You know, and Dan Cox is he? He talks a good story. Okay, that's fine. Kelly Schultz, I'm not going to go there. Hogan, guess what? Guess you're supposed to get in. We're supposed to vote you in because you're Hogan's girl. No, negative on that. I can tell you right now, it's, it's a big tug of war between the watermen of the state of Maryland on the Dan Cox and the Kelly Schultz thing, and I wish Dan Cox would show up on the eastern shore and show his face. That's all I'm I got you. I got you. I got you, Dennis. I completely get it. Uh, it it's hard to, you know, hit every municipality and, and whatnot. But, my, but my, vote, my vote means something to me. And my oh, yes, vote, sir. My brothers and brothers and sister watermen, our votes have got to count. It, yes, I sir. can't just go with a sponge that's going to say, Wow! Hey, I haven't, I've never met you, and all of a sudden I'm showing up in your town, and uh, I get something in the mail, and I'm supposed to vote for you. No, that ain't the way it's working anymore. No. Let me tell you something. Hey, Trump's the one that changed it all, and I'm glad he did. Yes, sir. Well, well, know that Dan Cox is being endorsed. Ron, Ron, how about this? Ron DeSantis for president, Donald Trump for vice president. I know Trump wouldn't bow down to that. Nah. <laughs> oh my God! You talking about explosions but, of Democrats, dude? Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Holy if God. if Trump, if it was Trump to Sanders, which I would freaking love, it would be unstoppable. A, it would mean that Donald Trump's going to be president another four years, and then that would mean Ron DeSantis is going to be president after that for eight years. That's what I'm talking. Just yes. exactly what I'm talking. Rob, yes, Rob, yes, we're sir. on the same page. Hey, we could save a lot of country. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Dennis, I gotta go. I got to go. I'm I, sorry. We're running against heartbreak. Uh, call back, brother. Okay. Um, uh, and by the way, my producer, will you just grab Dennis's number? Just get his number and send it to me because I want to call Dennis and talk to him a little bit. Because uh, you know what? Uh, he sounds like he's determined. He knows what he wants. He just you know needs, uh, needs to know that his choice is the one that's going to work for Maryland. I personally believe that Dan Cox is that person. So let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. Philip Klein, the director of the Amistad uh, Project, also the former AG 
of the state of Kansas is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour talking about Wisconsin ruling on the uh, ballot drop boxes for his election integrity bill, among other things, because I know that one of your big uh, concerns is that the coming election and the 2024 election, uh, that they are secure, because uh, 2020 certainly wasn't. And I'll just go ahead and say that uh, special election for two Senate seats soon thereafter was also a complete sham. So, And you know why? Why I think that? Because I'm not stupid. It's weird. The evidence thing. It's just the, the evidence thing. And when everybody is shouting at you, saying you're a conspiracy theorist, and everybody, the mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party, all are yelling at you, establishment, rhino Republicans, all yelling at you, saying what you believe is a conspiracy theory, means um, they know you know the truth. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. AOC. AOC gets harassed by a stupid comedian yesterday. And, you know, whatever. The guy's kind of, I don't even know his name. I don't care. Um, but uh, she was uh, very mad at the uh, Capitol Police that a man could say something to her as she walked up the stairs to Capitol Hill. So she decided to go off on the Capitol Police. And she decided to say, hey, 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 where were the Capitol Police on January the 6th? Why did they let protesters in? <gasps> that is letting the cat out of the bag. Why is nobody uh, uh, testifying about this in front of this January 6th hearing? Why is nobody saying, hey, why did those magnetic doors get open on command? Let people in. Why were people able to use a little rock hammer like uh, like uh, Morgan Freeman's character in, or no, no, uh, uh, Tim, um, you know, whatever, uh, Andy Dufresne in, uh, in um, Shawshank Redemption. Use a little rock hammer. Tick, 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 tack out, tap out the glass in a little, uh, you know, door in the front and just reach in and, and open the door at one of the most secure buildings in the world. How did that happen? Huh. Well, it might have been an inside job. Here's AOC. Really just can't help but think about all of that footage and evidence that we saw the day of. Yeah, except for the 16,000 hours of security cam footage that Nancy Pelosi has under lock and key. All these Capitol Police officers mm -hmm. helping and being sympathetic to the insurrectionists on January 6th. And everyone just decided it was too politically difficult to deal with. So they all just brushed it under the rug. And to this day, there has never been an investigation into that. Yeah, because of Nancy Pelosi, because she's in charge, you see. Oh, man, I'm sure she got a good talking to this morning. I'm sure AOC, she got a note this morning. Come to my office from Nancy Pelosi this morning. X day on the Elise pay on the January, whatever, you know. Never. So as a result... We have no idea which officers are safe to be around. We have no idea. Well, certainly there's one that's not safe to be around if you're a conservative, and that'd be the guy who blew Ashley Babbitt away. Yeah, Officer Bird. If, if any of those officers and the ones holding massive weapons were, were... Hey, never comment on the size of a man's weapon. With, were with that crowd or if they weren't. And, but if you raise questions about that, huh, why, why? or if you don't feel safe, yeah. it's construed as you attacking the entire institution of public safety. Well, that's kind of weird because that's what the Democrats have been doing. This is just superb. This is just superb. And the great thing is she's so clueless. She doesn't know that we've been saying this for a long time. And consequently, people like me are going to use her words against her. You see, she's never going to get that because she's a too stupid. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. <laughs>
And we saw yeah. a lot of that show up, yeah. not just in our politics now, but mm. even the State of the Union. Mm. Because now both parties are in a contest of how much money they shovel in this system without critically holding any of it accountable. It is dangerous. Okay, there she uh, She uh, just dives into uh, academic moron. Here she is out in front of the Capitol. Think these insurrectionists. Like Antifa? And that there were actual officers working with this. And we now somebody said, yeah, like Antifa? Never got to the bottom of that, and we never got any answers about that. And then to this day, we're just supposed to pretend that that never happened. I have no idea what happened to the people on the inside who were very clearly sympathetic with what was going on and opening the doors wide open for that. Like Antifa and the 14 leftist groups that were infiltrated, the groups, according to Newsweek magazine, over a year ago? And we're, I'm supposed to sit here and pretend like none of that ever happened. And then right afterwards... Why is your House Speaker keeping 16,000 hours of video from inside the Capitol? Because it'll prove what you're saying, AOC, you doofus. It'll prove that there was no massive damage inside the Capitol. That was all a gigantic lie because they were going to do hearings about election integrity in the uh, in the Senate. And uh, and this happened. A massive, you know, you just have this idea that throwing money at that problem is going to make it go away. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to hang on to these sound bites forever guys and i guarantee if not today tomorrow talk radio will be talking about this but of course you heard it you you heard it you heard it. no you heard it here first coming up in tech in, in election integrity with philip klein director of the amistad product project don't go anywhere Is a Thursday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We have a special guest on the phone, someone who spent a good uh, good amount of time in Kansas. I live in Kansas right now, actually. Philip Klein, the director of the Amistad Product also, Project, also the former AG of the Sunflower State. He's on the Newsmax Hotline. How are you today, sir? I'm well, Rob. Great to be with you. I was uh, mentioning to uh, uh, to uh, Philip that uh, there was a good pizza to be had here. There's a place called Old Shawnee Pizza, and they do this thing called the Crab Rangoon, which is, uh, I don't care if you live outside of the city, it's worth the drive. It is just the best. It's just the best. But uh, glad to have you on the show, sir. Um, let's talk about what's going on in the country. One of the biggest concerns that I think most Republicans have with regard to 2022 and 2024 is election integrity. Do you feel like with victories like in Wisconsin with the ruling on the ballot drop boxes that we're making some headway and that we won't see what we saw in 2020 happen again? We're making headway. You haven't solved And what happened in 2020? Oh, You know, uh, uh, sir, I'm going to have to call. Can I call you right back? Can, yeah. can, um, can we just, can, can we, let me call you right back, okay? And, uh, because right now your your phone is really cracking up on me. I'm gonna hang up and then I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, call again here. I'm trying to do this live without an interruption, so I'm gonna call you right back. Here, hold on one second. Uh, we're doing this we're doing this via Skype, so uh, I'm gonna do this. You'll hear this in the background. Uh, I do all the audio. I do the audio all the audio for my show. Let's get a hold of the. Uh, all right, here we go. Are you back, sir? Is this any better? I think this is better. <laughs> all okay, right. Let's move around. Uh, to try to get some better signal. I'm 
out in the mountains, and sometimes I have problems. All right, so just find a spot and hang right there, and let's talk about uh, 2022 and 2024. Go right ahead. All right. Um, I don't think that we've actually solved the problem, Rob, as it relates to 2020. What happened that caused unprecedented lawlessness was the infusion of private nonprofit money into the urban core election offices to manage those offices to benefit um, now President Biden. By the way, stay right there. Do not move any because now I can hear you. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, those monies not only flowed into the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars, actually more money than the federal government put into the election, came from these nonprofits, but they dictated how the election would be managed. Now, I, you know, I, the, the phone is terrible. Um, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to call you back. Um, it, it's just not, it's not working. Let me, uh, is, is, there a way to do it, is there a way to do it to, just by regular phone rather than Skype? Yes, there is. Um, let me, uh, write, I'm going to write you on Skype, get your phone number and have my producer call you. We'll take a break. Does that sound okay, Phil? Let me yeah. do, let me do that. Let me do that. I'm gonna, yeah, this, I hate this. I hate this. Um, let me get, uh, get see if he'll send me the number. Your number, and then I'll send it to my producer. In the meantime, what we'll do is we'll, we will talk about this. We'll come back to him in the next segment. I think that'll work the best rather than trying to do this on the, on the fly. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll c- continue with my segment as I was going to do and come back to uh, uh, Phil Klein with regard to election integrity in just a moment. I just think this is the, uh, the best way to, uh, to do it. Hold on. I'm going to write my producer. I hate to do this. I hate to do this. Um, but baby, sure, talk to kids. Oh, um, I, do, I do want to mention this. I do want to mention this because it is kind of a, uh, a big deal. And that it, last night I was watching TV, and um, I've, got a, I've got a son who is uh, 22 years old, and he, I just moved him out of his apartment yesterday in uh, Lawrence where he went to school. He just graduated. It's a, it's a big moment. It was kind of, uh, kind of interesting. And, and um, one of the things that, that uh, is going on in the country right now is uh, a lot of kids you know, have been raised on medications. A lot of kids are taking uh, different medicines, whether it be anti-anxiety. A lot of this caused by COVID and whatnot. And, uh, and unfortunately, there are a lot of uh, bad players with regard to some of these uh, medications. Um, and unfortunately, some of these meds are being adulterated by fentanyl. Okay? Um, a Michigan doctor has been found guilty of uh, on 30 of 32 charges related to overprescribing uh, opioids. And... Uh, this is just the beginning of the problem because a lot of kids, they will um, need, say, for instance, I saw last night, I think it was might have been Tucker's show, um, that, uh, you know, me kid needed a Xanax. So he went online, and, and some kids are uh, literally going on uh, online right now, and they'll, like, go on to a... Um, uh, to a, uh, a local dealer and get a Xanax. Here's the problem. A lot of the times, the Xanax has been adulterated. So what we're experiencing in this country is a, uh, you know, 107,000 people died of overdoses last year. Many of those are accidental. Many of those are young people 
like my son's age. And last night, Tucker talked about a kid who's exactly my son's age. And he needed a, a Xanax, and he told his dad, he said, um, I just want you to know that uh, you know I'm going to be hanging out here and uh, playing video games. And he got a Xanax from this, this local dealer, and he took the Xanax. And his father last night talked about his son, and, uh, and his son died with his game troller in his hand. Twenty-two-year-old. Uh, my son is um, is that age, and uh, if this happened to you and, and your kids, if this if this happened to you, uh, you would be raising hell too. Um, so I, what I would do is, you know, we've had I had to have all these um, uh, all of these. Uh, uh, Talks you have to have with your kid. You know, the birds and the bees, and there's this and there's that and all of that stuff. Well, you're going to have to have the fentanyl talk. And I really hate to do that. But you're going to have to have the fentanyl talk. And, and you know what? Uh, and I'll just admit, I, I'm not uh, as well informed about it as I should be, but I am aware of it. Very, very, very aware of it. And you're going to have to have a talk about fentanyl. Now, you got this guy, David Jankowski, 62, of Bingham Farms, Michigan. Uh, he's the doctor, and he, oh, he ran an opioid, uh, opioid pill mill. The overprescription of opioid painkillers by people like this caused massive addiction and death. And now that we have attempted to um, move past this and, uh, and go after people like this man, um, kids are going to other sources to get the meds that their parents may have been overprescribed or other people may have uh, been overprescribed. And consequently, um, consequently, the kids are going to these dealers, and a lot of the times they're being adulterated. So this guy hopefully is going to go to jail the rest of his life. Okay, This guy's uh, hopefully going uh, to be... Um, uh, you know, going to be going to jail, but I want you to know that's something you need to uh, you need to consider. Also, I want you to listen to this. <clears throat> um, authorities have discovered an incredible 542 kilos. That's 1,196 pounds of fentanyl, valued at. Are you ready for this? 230 million dollars. This was actually captured by Mexican authorities. So we need to say, thank you, Mexico. We appreciate your help. This was a historic drug bust in uh, Mexico, uh, in a warehouse in the northern city of Culiacan, and uh, it is the largest drug seizure in the history of this, uh, this lethal drug. Fentanyl, of course, is a, a synthetic opioid that was responsible for more than 70,000 opioid deaths, overdose deaths, 70,000 in the last year. One of them was that 22-year-old kid who died with his game troller, his head on his chest, on a couch, a life lost. Because he thought he was dealing with all the stress he's gone through in the last two years, imposed on government bureaucrats, COVID dictators, maybe maybe on uh, people who insisted when he was a young man he needed to take some sort of ADHD or ADD meds because he wasn't right and he wasn't sitting and he wasn't focused. 
drug smugglers south of the border disguise fentanyl as counterfeit pills for common medications like Xanax, Adderall, or oxycodone. The opioid is commonly laced with other drugs into deadly cocktails that have led to thousands of accidental overdoses. Guys, 70,000 fentanyl overdose deaths, many of them accidental. The best and brightest are being killed by this, frequently manufactured in China. Our leaders aren't saying anything about this. You need to have this talk with your kid. You need to. And we see these stories. Now, don't pick up a folded dollar bill because there could be fentanyl in it. Did you hear that story? Yeah, I heard that story. Police, local police in different areas around the country, don't pick up a folded dollar bill. Could be fentanyl in it. Nobody's talking about how your kid may be looking for a Xanax or an Adderall or an oxycodone. Might be addicted, might, be, uh, uh, might have fentanyl in it, and that means there's a real good chance your kid will end up dead. I wanted to say that today. Uh, not being able to get my guest back on the phone allowed me to do that. This is important. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to try and come back with Phil Klein in just a second. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Uh, we're going to get our special guest, Philip Klein, on in a second here. I want to mention that a caller, Dennis, called earlier, said that uh, Dan Cox, he's a Republican governor uh, candidate in Maryland, and he's also a, uh, supported by Trump. Uh, caller called, he, he said, uh, Dennis said that Dan is, uh, never goes to the Eastern Shore to talk to people. Uh, turns out, apparently, uh, Dennis appears to be a Hogan Schultz troll. And Dan Cox is actually, he's from the Eastern Shore. His wife still owns a business there. And uh, Dennis uh, apparently was trying to make it like Dan Cox wasn't getting around the state. So uh, not cool. Just not cool. That sort of crap doesn't fly. Let's go to uh, Philip Klein back on the phone. Uh, he joins us. He is the former AG of the state of Kansas, director of the Amistad Product, talking about uh, 2022 and 24. Uh, let's talk uh, again where we, where we left off. What's happening right now? Obviously, it's not going to be fixed election integrity, but we're kind of moving in that direction. Go ahead, sir. Well, the thing that needs to happen is we need to break the cabal and the partnership between nonprofits, leftist nonprofits, and the government and the urban core that's managing the elections. What happened in 2020 is hundreds of millions of dollars. In fact, in services, expertise, and monies, it well exceeded a billion dollars that went into government offices dictating how the election would be managed. And they managed the election to benefit Biden. They did it in a way where they ignored state law. They claimed that state law meant what it didn't mean. For example, in Wisconsin recently, the Wisconsin Supreme Court struck down drop boxes. Well, that wasn't a huge decision. The reason why is the law doesn't allow drop boxes. It's very, very clear that the law didn't allow them. But nevertheless, with this private money in the urban core, they dropped hundreds of drop boxes on the street corner. They didn't keep track of the chain of custody of the ballots. And those drop boxes were stuffed with ballots. We saw the same thing in Pennsylvania, the same thing in Georgia. The same thing 
everywhere where Mark Zuckerberg, and he's the tip of the iceberg, and his money touched. Now, here's, wow. here's what's happening in 2024. Yes. The, the left and President Biden, instead of relying on nonprofit money, is now using federal taxpayer money to move to the nonprofits to do the very same thing. Wow. He's issued an executive order. Your federal tax dollars are now flowing through these nonprofits that have been formed by the left to run the election. And they run the election in a way that benefits the Democrat Party. That's I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, if you want this to happen, if they think this is going to work, they are going to have Sri Lanka on their hands. I'm not I'm not messing around here. I, I am all about peace and, and all this but honestly, America has had enough of this nonsense. You've got a guy in the in the White House who I do believe does not belong there, uh, and he is wrecking the country and people are mad, sir. People are really, really mad. And I've been looking uh, into this story about 2024, and I've been looking for an explanation as to what the White House is being so damn secretive about with regard to 2024. And you, sir, you know what you're talking about. Give us a little bit more. Yeah, they are pushing that money. What has happened, you go way back to 2020, Bush v. Gore, and the left decided that they needed to take over the way that elections were run. They were infuriated that the United States Supreme Court stepped in and said that election offices must treat every ballot the same and every voter the same. The left believes that there ought to be a benefit to what they call historically disenfranchised persons, and they are willing to run the elections to specifically benefit those persons through money. They, they ran what they call the um, uh, witness coordinators and and ballot uh, uh, explainers and teams out to try to get a specific profile of voter to vote. And what that is is government using sophisticated technology, and they teamed with big tech to identify likely Biden voters and then government going and get them. Now Biden is doing that with the federal government, the same type of thing that these nonprofits did. Now, through the years, these nonprofits have become the experts at election management. Generally in the United States, with the sophistication of these machines, which ought to go, very few people understand them, and they are not transparent, and the American public can't have faith in them. But with the advent of these machines, these experts started running our elections. And these experts come from the various nonprofits. They have no political accountability. Nobody reviews their agenda to see if they're doing the job right. And they're not. And they run a hell of a lot of misinformation uh, ads against, uh, you know, people like Dan Cox in the state of Maryland. Uh, they do that. Now, let me just real quick here, because we don't have a lot of time. And, Philip, I want to have you back on, because this is fantastic. We won't have the phone problems we did this time. Uh, it was verboten to talk about voting machines. You could not mention the D word, which is a voting machine company, because you were under threat of billion-dollar lawsuits. Uh, and, and so any, any criticism of voting machines was literally verboten uh, in the mainstream media because the powers that be at the mainstream media told anchors, don't say anything about it. Have you heard anything about that? Well, yes, and it's, it's fascinating. If you go back prior to 2020, you will see the left. Many of those congressmen who sit now on the January 6th committee were some of the most um, aggressive, aggressive uh, criticizers of these voting machines. Yep, I remember um, that. 
they were out there saying, look, the machines yep. are vulnerable. They, you can't protect them. You can't determine whether there has been manipulation of the machines or not. And in fact, most national experts agree on that front. It is well known that these machines are vulnerable. And the problem is, for the American public, is they're not transparent. In other words, there's only about 20 people in the nation who really, really know whether the machines operated correctly, and they can't agree or not, and we can't look inside the machine and tell for ourselves. All right, Philip Klein, listen, we've got a break. We were up against a hard break getting ready to wrap up the show. I want to have you back on. Can you come on, like, Monday or maybe Tuesday, which is primary day in the state of Maryland? Are you available then? You bet. All right, my friend. Thank you. Well, real quick, where could people go to find you on the web so they can read about this in preparation for your next appearance? Amistadjourney.org and AmericanVotersAlliance.org. God bless you, brother. Talk to you on uh, either Monday or Tuesday. We'll make it happen. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. So yesterday did a uh, did an article for uh, Newsmax magazine. I'm going to be featured in Newsmax magazine occasionally. I write it. If you subscribe to Newsmax magazine, which is awesome, by the way, you're going to get a hat and a copy of uh, Dick Morris's book. Oh my goodness, yeah, uh, the return. And I was listening last night. Uh, Dan Bongino is a friend of mine, and he was talking about Dick Morris. He says of all the political pundits out there, Dick Morris is the most dependable because he doesn't necessarily skew right or left in his observations. He's very truthful. Go to uh, this website if you want a free copy of the book, thereturn911.com. Thereturn911.com. Do that today. God bless you, your family. Uh, And tomorrow's Friday, by the grace of God, guys. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.